0: Welcome to Brookstone Schools Be The One podcast, a special production of Brookstone School. For today's episode, we're going to do something a little different. We're going to hear from Dr. Grant Scarborough, founder and CEO of MercyMed here in Columbus, as he addresses our upper school students. We had the privilege of welcoming Dr. Scarborough, who's also a Brookstone alum, back to campus a few weeks ago to speak to our students about leaving a legacy. Leaving Your Legacy has been our upper school theme this year and is something we've really been focusing on with our students. And it was such a great speech, we just had to share it with you. So now, let's hear from Dr. Scarborough. I hope you enjoy it. I know you will.
1: Uh, Thank you, it's good to be here. I'm glad to be here to be able to speak. And I hear we've been talking a lot about uh, legacy uh, here at Brookstone. And so, you know, I thought I'd come and talk a little bit more about leaving um, a legacy. Uh, but obviously, you've already know I left a legacy, right? Sure. Yeah. Which is what? What? Holy cow. On the wrestling wall, it says state champion. <laughs> come on, guys. <clears throat> Where are my wrestlers in here? All right. <laughs> We're going we're to have a good year this year? We're going to have a good year? Awesome. All right. All right. Let's keep that legacy going. Fair enough. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I was going to talk about uh, leaving a legacy, but, but really my thought was not necessarily small picture like state wrestling champ, which I'm sure you remember now, uh, but more big picture of what does a life looks like that tries to leave a legacy? And so that's what I'm gonna try to chip away from here. Um, so bear with me a few minutes and see if we can uh, work that out together. I was fortunate enough, being the CEO of Mercy Med, to go get some CEO training a while back, which is really fun. You get to get like a life coach for a CEO and get to sit down and they kind of tutor you a little bit and talk to you about how to lead. And, and the first thing he did is he sat me at a table, he put a piece of paper down, gave me a pen, and said, uh, write your eulogy. You might not know what a eulogy is, but that's, that's what they read to you when you're dead. So I had to write that out for myself. I, Grant Scarborough, I guess I wouldn't write in the first person if I'm dead, The dearly beloved Grant Scarborough uh, leaves his state wrestling gold medal to his wife, I want to go for my wife, and his four lovely daughters. And I had to write out kind of what I want to be remembered for takes a new perspective on life a little bit. Do we want to be remembered for just frivolous things that we're doing? Or do we want to make an impact somewhere in life? Do we want to, do we want to be involved in something and try to make a difference and be a difference maker in the world today? And that really changed the way I, I thought about life. It changed the way about how I want to live and how I want to love God and love my wife and love my children and love the community around us. Um, and so I want to encourage you with, maybe how to do that today. <clears throat> Sometimes we, you hear these talks, you're like, oh, great. <clears throat> Listen, I'll come back to this in four years. Let me get through college, and I'll come back and figure out how I'll be a difference maker then. But for me, all my heroes in my life that I look up to, all the people that have inspired me the most and that I've read about are folks who decided to start making a difference when they were your age, at your time in life, ninth, 10th, 11th, and 12th graders going, hey, I wanna make a difference. I'm not gonna waste four years of my life. I'm not gonna waste anything, but I'm gonna take every opportunity to, to be something different and make an impact around me. So I was excited to talk to you. And, and I, to be honest with you, I thought it'd be really, really easy talk to write. Um, you know, I, I take care of uh, people without health insurance, I'm a doctor, I care for the poor. Um, I leave an impact, at least I feel like I do. But it was hard to write because I think when I sat down to think about this, when I first thought, you know, I want to I love my friends who live in poverty through the gift of medicine, I never did it with the thought that one day I'm going to stand in front of all these Brookstone kids and tell them how to leave a legacy. Like That was never part of the thought. The thought was I felt called to do something different, to make a difference, and I didn't care what anybody else was thinking about. I didn't care who noticed me. I didn't care who thought good of me, thought bad of me. But I saw opportunity, and I want to step into it and make a difference. And so to turn it around and go, oh, well, now I'm going to come talk to you and say, hey, let's focus on leaving a legacy that, if we're not careful, that feels a little selfish. Like, hey, go focus on making a name for yourself. So how do we talk about leaving a legacy and doing it in a way that's humble and kind and gentle? And it was difficult. And I tell my kids all the time you know what you get when you mix an elephant and a rhino? Elephino. Um, and the more I thought about this, it's one of those elephino moments. I was like, how do, how do I pull this together and make sense of it all? So I got lost on my, where my paper is on my elephino joke. So I think what came back to me is not necessarily, hey, let's focus on leaving a legacy, but maybe let's focus on living a life well-lived. If you live a life well-lived, and we'll talk about it in a second, and you don't get concerned about the folks around you, and you focus that way, you'll turn around one day, and you too will be speaking to people about leaving a legacy, and you never even knew you did it. So I've got five ideas for us, all right? And I think if we live a life well lived, that legacy will follow. All right. First is living with passion or living with a purpose, all right? There will be a test at the end of this. So you got number one, passion and purpose? Everybody feel pretty good? Thank you for nodding. You get extra credit. Um. I have a lot of young guys come who maybe a little bit far along than y'all are trying to go to med school and, and, and I talk about their careers. And, and the quote I always come back to is a quote from a movie called Chariots of Fire, which probably none of you have watched because it's probably made in the 70s sometime. Um, but there was a runner back then named Eric Little who was really, really fast. And he wanted to run for the Olympics, but he had this career kind of paved out for him, going kind of a different direction. And I won't get much into the movie. And this ain't even mean the main part of the movie. They had this career paved out for him, And they came to him and they said, Eric, why are you going to run? Why are you going to try to run in the Olympics? Why don't you go ahead and do what you want to do? And he says this quote, and I tell it to young folks all the time. He said, God made me fast. And when I run, I feel his pleasure. I think we're all created in the image of God. I think God made you in a particular way that when you find your purpose and passion in life, you will feel his pleasure and you realize, hey, this is it. This is what I was made for, to to live in this type of way, to pursue this type of thing. It might be anything, it might be music, it might be art, it might be history, it might be architect, it might be business. But when you find that, you're going to feel fully alive. God made me fast, and when I run, I feel his pleasure. And for me, I feel like God made me with a heart to care for those who have very little. And when I say very little, I mean, some of the folks I see have very little. I take care of this one family, and there were 11 of them living in a single white trailer. 11 people can't stand up in a single white trailer. Um, But God gave me a passion for that. And as I pursue folks who live in, in areas and places like we wouldn't live, I feel this pleasure but I also feel pleasure from the folks I'm caring for. I I walked into a room the other day for a very person who lived impoverished, and she looked at me and she goes, Doctor, how's your daughter? I've been praying for her. And I thought, wow, here I am coming to bless you, and you're blessing me in return. So when you find your passion and purpose, I really think that's when you come alive. Uh, I have four daughters, 21, 21. 19, 17, and 14. Because of that, I hate all boys. I apologize. Um, But I've had so much fun watching them go into college. And I think if I was giving them this talk, they're like, Dad, we don't know what we want to do. But I've seen them start high school, find little things they like, and all of a sudden in college, those things just take off and they're finding their passion. My oldest daughter's been to D.C. the last two summers interning. She's planning to graduate and go there, and you can just see her coming alive. Number one, passion and purpose. You got it? Good. (laughs) Wow, that's a tough crowd. Um, The second thing I want to tell you, and, and that's simply because I think if we just leave it there, it becomes selfish, okay? If we just leave it with find passion and purpose and go make yourself happy, you won't leave the legacy. So the second thing I want to tell you, doesn't necessarily follow in the order that I really want to follow in, but I want to go here next simply because if we don't do this, uh, it will be selfish. And the second thing is when you find your passion, leave rooms to bless your passion, to bless others with your purpose and passion. Leave space in your life so that other people can be blessed by it. There's so many people doing this in town. An artist, Bo Barlow, who went to this school, who's my uncle, um, who's world famous, uh, he does something called Home is Where the Art Is, and goes and paints with homeless individuals. He's found his passion, and he said, I'm going to bless other people. I love that. A couple of great doctors in town, Dr. Lila McCluskey and Jimmy Brooks, they go overseas, and Dr. Brooks does eye surgery, and McCluskey does, and there are other people that do as well, orthopedic surgeries, and help folks who have no chance to see, see, and no ability to walk, walk. They found their passion, and they left room to bless others with that passion. Doesn't that sound like a better use of your passion than just for yourself? Doesn't that sound like a better use of your purpose than just using it on yourself? Is all of a sudden you're taking your gift and just sharing it with the world. I have a patient who's one of my poor patients who's found this desire to feed The people that are even poorer than her, if that's possible. And she probably feeds a fifth of Phoenix City. It's amazing what she's doing. It's amazing what she's doing with so little. If we all did that, we would change Columbus, Georgia, easily. She has little, but she's blessing a ton. We have a lot we can bless even more if we find our purpose and passion and share it with those around us. Next thing I tell you is surround yourself with good people. Uh, there's a proverb that says, in the abundance of counselors, there's victory. And all throughout my life, if, you, if I had a chance to tell you my whole story, it's I got to this juncture in my life, and I really wasn't sure what to do. And I found someone a little older, a little wiser than me, and sat down and talked to them. And I said, hey, help me. All right. I'm not smart enough to figure out all the details of my own life. Will you come and speak into my life? And that's been one of the most biggest blessings I've had. Mercy Med is here because I have people speak in my life and, and share where I should go, and what I should do. I love everybody in here, but I would definitely challenge you, find somebody older who's walked the road before you and sit down and go, hey, I'm gifted in this way. How do you see that working out? How can I use that to bless other people? I gave a talk here a few years ago to seniors, and I heard it in a podcast that it says that you are the sum of the three people you spend the most time with. I should probably make us happy or scare us when we start thinking, who are the three people I spend the most time with? And think about it. You start listening to the same music. You're probably trying to buy Taylor Swift tickets this morning. I don't know. It broke Ticketmaster, everybody. <laughs> Sorry. Um, you know, you start listening to the same music, you're wearing the same clothes, you're thinking the same way. You're the sum of the three people you spend the most time with. Who are you spending time with? And when those people help you get to where you want to in life, are those people going to push you to become what you want to become and what you desire to become? Surround yourself with good people. Whenever I try to do something, uh, I tell everybody, that I, I try to be the dumbest person in the room. No comment today, but uh, I'm probably the dumbest person in the room here today, and that's okay. But whenever I do something, like I don't wanna get more people like me. Like, I wanna find the smartest people, the people who are making the biggest impact, the people who are making the biggest difference, and I wanna think, man, I wanna surround myself with those people. I want those folks to be around me. I want those folks to be speaking to me, and I wanna learn from these type of people to make me better uh, and, and allow me to leave uh, a bigger impact and a bigger legacy and, and be a difference maker. All right. Purpose and passion, you got it? Leave a little space, you got it? Surround yourself with good people, you got it? You ready for number four? (laughs) Cut out distraction and don't believe in lies. If you want to get railroaded and taken off track of your dream and passion, just waste your life. It is so easy now. It is so, if you looked at my phone and see how much time a day I spend on my phone like that, when that Sunday report comes out, every time I'm like, oh, I cannot believe I spend this much time on this phone. It's easy to get distracted. Phones, computers, movies, TVs, sports, year-long sports. Um, It's so easy to, to get distracted. And we've lost the gift of boredom and silence, and we fill it up with nothingness that we call phone. The phone, it's not gonna help you get where you want to get to in life. It really is not gonna make you a better person. It's not gonna help you make your dreams come true. I challenge my kids all the time, take a season and just get rid of some Instagram and some other stuff. Like One of my daughters loves to blog, and all of a sudden, she's gonna be there for two weeks. They're like, is she alive? And she just took a two-week break. She had to put it aside. It took too much time, too much energy, and she had to take a break so she could refocus and make sure she's on track. You have so many things coming after you because the world does not want you to become the best you that you can become. The world doesn't want it. I want it. You need to want it as well. Because if you say, you know what, I going to get rid of distractions, the way you live your life will be different. And you will make a difference. And don't believe the lies. Right? Instagram, Everybody's perfect. It's a perfect day all the time. Even be real. I know you be real people. Oh, no, no. We're really being real. But it's like your 20th picture you take before you post to be real. Um, don't believe the lies that everybody out there is perfect. Don't believe the lies that everybody else has it together. Okay? You find your purpose. You surround yourself with good people. Don't get distracted. And don't believe lies and leave space for others. I got one more. Can you take it? Get my phone. Ooh. <clears throat> Last, don't be afraid to fail. It's okay to fail. There's some great podcasts out there. I'm going blank on the name right now that talks about all these different companies that started like Airbnb and Tom's Shoes. It's a really cool podcast. The one thing they have in common is they all failed at some point. You're not defined by your failures. You're defined whether you get back up or not. And that's what you're defined as. Failure will not stop you. We just have to get back up and keep it one foot in front of the other. And you can do it. Um, I've had many failures in my life. Uh, I had times where I want to quit what I'm doing now. I almost didn't start this clinic here because of failures. But once again, I was surrounded by good friends who encouraged me and said, no, we can do it again. Let's do another clinic. Um, and because I was, I was able to get back up and keep moving forward. So don't let failures do not define you. Don't be afraid to fail. In fact, realize it's okay to fail, and when you try something new and different, if you fail, you just learn one way that didn't work, and that's really not that big of a deal. Jim Carrey, who is a comedian that, from my age probably, I think many of y'all might know who Jim Carrey is, um, he said this about his father. He said, my father could have been a great comedian, but he didn't believe that was possible for him. So he made a conservative choice. Instead, he got a safe job as an accountant. And when I was 12 years old, he was let go from that safe job. And our family had to do whatever we could do to survive. I learned many great lessons from my father, not the least of which was that you can fail at what you don't want so you might as well take a chance on doing what you love. You can fail at what you don't want, so you might as well take a chance at doing what you love. So find your passion and purpose. Find good folks to surround you to help you get there. Get rid of distractions. Don't believe in lies. Don't be afraid to fail. And when you get there, leave space to bless other people with your gift. And one day, you won't even realize it but you had left a mark on this world. All of us together would leave even a greater mark on this world, and we leave a legacy that is greater than state wrestling champ at Brookstone High School, which is hard to believe. Um, So thank you, guys. I hope that was helpful.
0: Okay guys, wasn't that just awesome? I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. So just to summarize, Dr. Scarber talked about finding your purpose and passion, surrounding yourself with the right people, getting rid of distractions, not believing the lies out there, and not being afraid to fail. And lastly, he reminded us to leave space in our lives to bless others. We've all been blessed so much so that we can be a blessing to others. That's how we leave our legacy. We are so grateful to Dr. Scarborough and the many alumni we have who come back to Brookstone each year to visit with our students. That in and of itself is a blessing. And we encourage you to go and learn more about Mercy Med and everything they are doing in the Columbus area. You can visit their website at mercymedcolumbus.com. I'm Avery Wolf. Thank you for listening today. Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, may you be a blessing to others. And to all you Brookstone Cougars out there, always remember to be the one.